0: It's a story of putting yourself in those moments, those early moments in March. I don't think I ever let myself think that we couldn't make it through. And I think maybe that's what came through in my writing is just, it was so honest. I just, I never let myself believe we couldn't make it through because it was just so important for us to do so.
1: Technology is transforming how we think, how we lead, and how we win. From InterVision, this is Status Go, the show helping IT leaders move beyond the status quo, master their craft, and propel their IT vision. On September 2nd, 2020, I had the opportunity to interview Steve Johns. Steve is the CEO of One Cause. This interview took place right here on Status Go steve's leadership during the dual crises of the pandemic and the murder of george floyd was in my opinion one of the greatest examples of leading through chaos that i have ever seen i'd encourage our listeners to go back and listen to that episode if you have not heard it and even if you had go back and and give it a a listen to again the the lessons that are in there will just pop out now towards the end of that conversation I asked Steve about a commitment he had made to his organization. And that commitment began on March 26th. He committed to providing a weekly update, a transparent weekly update. Well, I'm excited to have Steve back on Status Go. He's now authored a book, Fearless Leadership Lessons at the Crossroads. This book is a collection of some of those updates, and the leadership lessons Steve learned at the time, or possibly even in the months since. I had the opportunity to read a few chapters of the book before its release, and I have to say, it's powerful. The emotion, the transparency, dare I say, the vulnerability of leading in a time of crisis captured in the moment that it was happening is a rare chance for all of us to learn from leadership in action. So Steve, I welcome you back to Status Go.
0: Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Great to be back. Uh,
1: when you and I ran into each other, uh, gosh, it's probably been a couple of months ago now, and you told me about this, I could not wait uh, to have this conversation. I, I can't believe it was two years ago uh, that, we, that we first talked. Uh, this whole uh, pandemic experience has warped Time uh, before we dive into the book itself, can you catch us up just a little bit? How how are you doing? How is uh, one cause the organization doing, and how is your team doing? Uh, two and a half years into this thing.
0: So I appreciate the the opportunity to to have that conversation, Jeff. So I did the same thing. I looked back and I said, when was that first interview that Jeff and I first sat down? In September 2020, it feels like a lifetime ago. Uh-huh. And I also, I also re- listened to it. And I heard myself say that I thought we were in the third inning of this crisis. And I think that we were probably still in the first inning and maybe only <laughs> two outs on the board. It, it, we just didn't know back then where we were in the development of the, uh, of, of the pandemic and where we were in terms of a company. Today, I'm so happy to say that we've grown tremendously as a business. We've grown our revenue. We've grown our customer base. We've grown our employee base. I'm not going to sit here and say we're out of the pandemic because we're not, but we are clearly making our way out of the pandemic and into whatever we're going to call our new normal.
1: That's fantastic, and I I have the privilege of knowing some of the some of the folks that work for you there at One Cause, Steve, and and I'd say that based on what I know, I I think they have uh, come through this with uh, a feeling of being stronger themselves and that the organization is stronger. And uh, kudos to you again and your leadership, Steve, because I, and your leadership team, throw them in there too, uh, because some of the things that you all did uh, during this were just uh, incredible. Now, I'd, I'd like to start and, and talk about the book. What inspired you to take a collection of these weekly emails uh, and, and turn it into a book?
0: Such a great story, because as I sit here, it does feel funny to be interviewed as an author, because what I will tell you is that I am an accidental author. I did not set out to write a book as you, as you communicated in, in your, in, in your opening, I sat down to write a piece uh, and I wrote a piece every week. And that piece was to, to, to write an update to the company on how we were doing what, how we, as we managed our way back out of the pandemic. And it was a commitment that I made of full transparency to document our way back so that when, when, the team, we went distributed 100% on March 17th. And so everyone needed something of a tether. Everyone needed some communication to see how we were doing. And week by week, I, just, I derived inspiration from current events. I derived inspiration from television, from other so- sorts of media. And I turned that into lessons in mindfulness and time management and just various things to, to, to let people know that they weren't alone, to let people and to give some and also to give some tools for people to use to help manage that time uh, and help be more effective and feel comforted as we all worked through this um, this 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 global crisis.
1: So the, the title of the book is Fearless. And, and I've got to ask, put yourself back in those early days Were there times that as a leader, you were afraid? (laughs) I would say this, to be fearless
0: is to recognize that there's so much unknown, but still be willing to take action. To be fearless is to, to, and you use the word vulnerability, and I'll I'll use the word vulnerable. I made myself vulnerable and it's okay. And it's okay for a CEO to, to, to not have all the answers. And I'm telling you, CEOs aren't comfortable with that. <laughs> and so we use, other, we use other words. We use code words like, um, how many times did you hear somebody say, well, there's no playbook for this? Or, mm-hmm. or, or you know, this is, uh, these are unprecedented times. These are code words for, this has never ha- I have no experience in this area, and I really don't know uh, what to do next. But you're not going to say that, honestly. But, but you have a plan. You lay out a vision. Yeah. And, and you stay committed to that plan and you don't get bogged down in analysis paralysis. And I think, so for me, being fearless is recognizing the unknown, being vulnerable, having a plan, getting everybody to, 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 to get behind you and take action towards the accomplishment of that plan. But again, there's this underlying unknown that you just don't know what territory that you're moving into.
1: As, as you were writing these in the moment, uh, over the course of of uh, 2020 and 2021 I I imagine you were you were picturing your your team your your organization as who you were writing those those letters to as you started to put this together into a book who were you writing it for then I continue to
0: write updates to the company. It's The company has always been the, the, the intended audience. The, the, the idea for the book actually came together in the summer of 2021. We had an all-company meeting in July and the marketing team, as a gift to me, took the updates to that point in time, put them in a spiral notebook and, and handed them to me, a bound spiral notebook. And literally, we were flipping through it saying, there might be a book here, mm-hmm. and it was it was kind of a joke, and it was kind of not a joke, and I continued to write the updates, and we continued to gather them, and and we finally said, there's definitely a story here, and mm-hmm. to your point, it's a story of putting yourself in those moments, those early moments in March, and then and then really following on along on this journey, and and what I really loved about the book as it came together, Jeff. It was, this is not about me. My name is on the front cover of the book. It is not about me. It is not about one cause. It is about all of us collectively together working with our nonprofit customers to keep fundraising in the face of this threat to our very existence. And and it was recognizing that it was so much more important than just the continued survival of one cause. It was a continued survival of what we did together with our customers pursuing the funding of their missions. And we had to be there for them. And that was really what drove. And so again, you know, you look back on some things. I don't think I ever let myself think that we couldn't make it through. And I think maybe that's what came through in my writing is just, it was so honest. I just, I never let myself believe we couldn't make it through because it was just so important for us to do so.
1: I I think that the, the, the vulnerability that comes through in your, in your writing, but also that confidence that you just said that confidence that everything was, we were going to make it through, everything was going to be okay. Uh, I, I got to believe that that's what your team was kind of hanging on to was, yeah, here's our, here's our leader. And we're in this unknown situation. He's being vulnerable. He's talking about, you know, the, the bottom real literally falling out of your business. Uh, there in those early days when the live events went away. Um, but the confidence to say, we're going to get through this and we're going to get through it together. That that to me was the message that I heard loud and clear two years ago. It's the message that that came through uh, in, this, in, in this book. As you're thinking about, so for, for our listeners, the book will be coming out in, in January of 2023. And we'll be sure to add a link to the show notes for that book when it, when it does come out. And I think Steve, before we jumped on, you said you could pre-order now, right?
0: Yes. So we have uh, a pre-order site. It is fearlessfundraisers.com. And so we'll post that, but again, fearlessfundraisers.com. We're taking pre-order pre-orders for the book.
1: Awesome. So we will, we will add that to the show notes, but as you're, as you're thinking about uh, the people around the country, maybe around the world that are going to buy your book, what are one or two things that you would like them to take away from reading about the experience that you all went through at one cause?
0: So I hope people are inspired and and one of my favorite expressions about leadership is that leaders inspire others to lead. And so I hope people and and this is also about it's not just about managing and leading through a global pandemic that's why that's not the title it's 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 a title this these are lessons to be learned about everyday management of crisis and everyday management of the different crossroads that we come to in our day-to-day lives and again it's not just from a business perspective it's just from a human uh, perspective as well so i really believe that it's about it it's about this global pandemic and what we did but it's about daily struggles and it's about mm-hmm. Being honest with yourself and being honest with others. It's about being adaptable. It's about being resilient in the face of tremendous adversity. It is about and 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 really uh, I, this theme comes up a lot. It's about focusing on what is within your power to control and knowing and understanding what is not. And that is that is a, a concept that comes through from the Stoics. It's a concept that I I actually I actually call it the secret to happiness. I wish somebody would have taught me that when I was 25 years old, but it's about knowing and understanding that there are these external factors and forces that you can't control. But what you're 100% in control of is what you do next, your reaction and your response to that. And so for me, it's, and I have to remind myself every day, particularly when I'm watching the Bears lose or the Colts lose. I have no, I have no control over that. But I, right. what I have a control over is what happens next. Yeah. And so, you know, everyone has the, the capacity to be a leader. And I think that that's what I want people to to take away from the book, is that is that these are leadership lessons. But it's also, uh, you know, it's really intended for everybody. This is not just leadership lessons in the context of uh, uh, leading a, a company as a CEO.
1: Well, I, I'm going to put you on the spot here, Steve, and thinking about those two years and then going back and, and writing the the book, because I imagine, yes, it was it's, it's these updates, but you also tied them together with leadership lessons and, and the storyline that, that, that you, you're narrating, so to speak, in the book. What lesson did you learn?
0: Silence. <laughs> that, that, that's a phenomenal that's a phenomenal question. So what, what I wanted what I wanted to do first is to, to just maybe just just I would say that I would like to go back to that 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 lesson that I just uh, talked about. Yep. And that lesson is that that there are some things that we're just not in control of. And we have to we have to say that just is. and 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 then we need to decide what we do next. And for me, I would say that was the hardest lesson for me to learn because it, it's so easy to to uh, revisit the, the past and, yeah. and 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 but if you if you can find a way to not revisit the past and move forward, then you don't have to to worry and spend time doing could haves and should and would haves. It's all about what are we going to do next? And that's what the company was right in expecting from me is we're all going through this this time. What's next, Steve? And I yeah. think that's that was my responsibility is taking everybody through what is next. And, and so for me, that was my biggest lesson. The other lesson for me, again, is this lesson of um, finding that inner leadership within um, its finding that that maybe maybe you don't even um, describe yourself as a leader, but you find yourself being a leader. And that is you know, just embracing this. Vulnerability and truth telling, um, and really just letting people know that although you don't have all the answers, we're going to get through this and we're going to get through it together.
1: Well, in the chapters that I read, um, and I, I think I Sarah sent me a, just a sampling of what you all were putting together. And you mentioned this a, a minute ago, stoicism. Uh, stoicism was was mentioned a couple of times. Uh, throughout there, so for our listeners, what first of all, what is stoicism or or being a stoic, and how did you personally discover it?
0: So I think when someone is described as being stoic, I think that that there's there's a there's a general description that it feels like they're they they're willing to endure hardship without complaint, and that's not what I mean by being a stoic. And what, what the lessons that, that I bring forth are from, let's call it Roman Stoicism, particularly with uh, popularized with the writings of Marcus Aurelius in his book, Meditations. And Marcus Aurelius in, in Meditations and the Roman Stoicism is really about thinking about how do we know and do what is right? How should we act? And, and, it's, and it's acting with a sense of, ethics and it's acting with a sense of humility and it's acting with a sense of service to others and so that's when when and 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 how did i get introduced to stoicism yeah yeah i was having i was having a uh networking uh meeting with a friend and was that person was listening to me and as i was really kind of talking about my own kind of personal thoughts and and how i viewed life and he said, if you haven't read if you haven't read Meditations Yet by Marcus Aurelius, and I hadn't, um, I I knew of it. Um, he said, I'm gonna send it to you right now. He went to Amazon, ordered it for me, and I got it. It's like ten dollars on Amazon and and so I read it and and what it just really resonated with me. Yeah. And I kept coming back to those lessons because it was about knowing and doing what is right and, and living with, with a sense of service and ethics and humility. And all of those things were what was needed for leadership in, in this time during the pandemic. But it's also really good lessons for just day-to-day life. And it's, and it's about, you know, why are we here and, and how should we act? And so mm-hmm. I, I actually issued this challenge to my team. And I said, I would like you to go to Amazon and buy it for $10, whatever it is. If you are dissatisfied with it in any way, I will refund your money. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get any requests for refund, but I was going <laughs> to ask if anybody <laughs> asked
1: for the refund Truly,
0: really, It is the best $10 um, that, that you could spend. Yeah.
1: Well, and, and given that this happened during a face-to-face networking uh, conversation, I assume it was in pre-pandemic. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. And so and it was so it was something that I was already a student of. It was something that I had already embraced in terms of my own personal leadership style. It just really came it, it really came in handy, let's say, during uh, the, the pandemic, and, yeah. and it was a real good go-to for me as a source of inspiration for my updates.
1: You you touched on this earlier, but I, I really want to dig into a, a little bit. Uh, you you start doing these weekly updates, and 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 I know from our previous conversation a couple years ago that that that's a that's a difficult task, and, and there was a lot of times that you were you might have been faced with oh what do I what do I write about now, but what was the reaction of your team the people that were receiving this these updates uh, how did they react to to what you were saying and and how you were saying it
0: you just touched on the fuel that kept me going <laughs> there were many times where when i sat down to write this update i just questioned where does my inspiration come from this week how can i continue to 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 generate this content at at this rate. And, and I would say that that the, the responses that I got, the personal responses from people that said, thank you, Steve. How you you knew exactly what I was thinking, or this came at the right time, or or I know, because I would write about, I didn't have young kids at home. So I know, I didn't know um, what that was like, but I could feel that part there were members of our team who were struggling with that. And so I would specifically write an update and acknowledge that there are, 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 are people who are trying to be great professionals and get the job done for one cause in our nonprofit customers. But they were also trying to teach their kids digital learning, and they were also trying to feed them and, and, and take care of them during the day. And those are struggles that 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 so many people were going through that I wrote to, that I spoke to, and that that I... I included in, in my updates. And so again, it was the absolute fuel that kept me going. What, knowing that this was something that people, and they told me, they looked forward to, they, they would have, they would have missed it if it didn't keep coming. And so that, that kept me going. I will say the other thing, Jeff, is that, you know, we spend a lot of time as CEOs talking about corporate culture and culture. And so on a day that, that we all went home, now all of a sudden there's almost, we, had, we have 225 people in the company today. We had maybe maybe 170 or so back then, but we all went to work from home or we all went to work from anywhere and we found ourselves in closets and kitchen tables and, and living rooms. And how do you keep culture consistent mm-hmm. when you have everyone working from at anywhere? And I also was able to use my updates to, to be that tether to be that tether that that kept people together. And they knew that they were going to get one consistent message from me um, that would talk about who we are and how we should act. And and that was in, in the context of our values and our, our culture as well.
1: Well, and I think the other thing that you, you were able to do through those, through those updates was not only the, that connective tissue with the organization, but because you were also sharing, Uh, success stories from your customers um, and what was happening with them. And, and some of the quotes from some of your employees, I see uh, throughout that as well, um, that, that had to make them feel connected to each other, but connected to the broader one cause community, right?
0: So, so right. And our customers were so inspirational. In the way that they used our fundraising software in new and different ways to continue to fundraise during the pandemic, there's one story that just sticks with me. There's an organization that's committed to to fighting homelessness, and they hosted a night in the cold where to maintain social distancing, everyone slept in their cars in a church parking lot. And that was to empathize with the plight of the homelessness sleeping in their cars, but it was safe and social distance and it was a fundraising and it it was a unique use of our fundraising software in the midst of this global pandemic. It wasn't 500 people gathering together in a ballroom and having a, a glitzy party. It was appropriate to the time and it was appropriate to the cause. And that's just one of literally thousands of stories that were told in and then as, as you as you indicated, they're retold throughout the pages of the book.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: each chapter includes a, a, a lesson about things like mindfulness and things like time management, coupled with these success stories of our customers fighting through and overcoming adversity and, and continuing to, to, to fundraise. And then at the end of every chapter, there's three or four specific leadership lessons and so there's about 16 chapters and so if there's three or four leadership lessons at the end of each chapter you have about 50 what i consider to be really great short snippets of leadership lessons that people can take away from our experience and again hopefully apply to their daily lives
1: how did you how did you select the ones you were going to be? you don't have every week in here, uh, I, at least I don't think, I haven't read the full the book yet, but how did you pick the ones that were going to be in?
0: You know, just like everything, when you have to pick, there's some really good ones that didn't make it in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe and, that's volume two coming up in 2024. So perhaps
0: there's volume two for the, the, <laughs> the follow-up, but I, I would say what we tried to do also was we tried to find common themes. So, so mm. it's thematically grouped and bundled, so it's not just a chronology. Starting at March 13th and going, you know, to a date, it's bundling uh, concepts and ideas. And so you might have a two or three updates that are um, references, maybe to Stoicism, but they would have been written at various points in different various points in time on the calendar. So yep. you would have gotten a different perspective within the chapter, but the lesson to be learned is common throughout those different updates. So. I, I hope I hope we did it in a way that that isn't too disruptive to to the reader, but I again I really feel that as you as you read it in its totality, and and again we it came together chapter by chapter, so it wasn't until we brought it all together that we could really tell a story. Let's say, yeah. Again, I was so I was so pleased with the way it came out because and thank you for underscoring this. It's a story about one cause working together with our nonprofit clients. And, and, and the, the creativity that they, they displayed and, again, the, 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 the stoicism that they displayed throughout um, and, and, and living life in the right way and asking the right questions and, and, and continuing to fundraise in the, in the face of this uh, um, adversity.
1: One of the things I learned about you from reading the book is you, you have a love for music. Um, and, uh, some, one of these days we're going to have to, to, uh, get together over a beer and you're going to have to talk about the band that you managed, because I think Love there's you. probably some cool yeah. stories there, but as, as you refer to music throughout, uh, some of these chapters and you even call out a, a couple of times what you were listening to, uh, at the time, what role does music play in your leadership and your life? Music is so important
0: and I think that, that I like to tie music also together with fundraising because if you think about what music can do, music really it moves you and it, and, and it gets you into a mood and so in the mornings I listen to smooth jazz and I listen to easy, easy rock because that's, the, that's how I feel in the morning. And through, as, as we progress throughout the day, the beats get faster and faster and the, the music changes. And so it helps to set my mood. It helps to mirror my mood. But I, again, I think that if you, th- what, what do people get really passionate about? People get really passionate about music mm-hmm. and people get really passionate about these causes. And so I also believe that there's this connection between music and, and, and the, the passion associated with music and the passion associated with the causes that I like to keep together. It's, it's, it re- they really go, they really go together. And also just sharing the music that I was listening to, Jeff, was just part of my transparency, was just part right. of my process. And it's also just, I just wanted to tell people I'm just sitting here by myself at the office, or I'm just sitting here by myself in my home office. And I just happened to be listening to Thin Lizzy at the
1: time. <laughs> So did you get any playlist suggestions from your team? All the time. <laughs> actually, actually, what
0: I get is a lot of people asking me what I'm listening to. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, 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 that's awesome, that's awesome. Well, your, your amazing marketing team there at One Cause uh, gave me a, a prep sheet for our conversation today, uh, and so there were some questions that they, they put in there, and I, I saw one, and I just have to ask you. Steve, what is your kryptonite?
0: For some reason, I knew that you would come to that one. So before I answer that, Jeff, I just want to agree with you. My marketing team is amazing. And and if it weren't and I, I'm not I'm not going to thank individuals. I'm just going to thank everyone as a team. But the amount of work that went into taking these weekly updates and, and bringing them together as a book and to your point, We've written kind of our narrative throughout that, that brings all of these stories together. It's, it's a lot of work and, and so much uh, recognition needs to go to the One Cause marketing team. I, I'll just say personally, thank you. My kryptonite is Swedish fish. <laughs> Swedish fish. It's hard to say, but I just love Swedish fish.
1: <laughs> that is the last thing I would have suspected. <laughs>
0: and and I know that it's not good for me, uh-huh. but I can't I can't control myself.
1: Oh, that is that is great. That's great. Well, my, mine's Oreo cookies. I have, I have the same problem with Oreo cookies. So there you go. There you go. You you may remember Steve from two years ago uh, when you were on Status Go that we would love to end with a really strong call to action for our listeners. As you think about the lessons in fearless, as you think about our conversation, what are one or two things that our listeners should go do tomorrow because they listened to our conversation today?
0: So I would encourage the listeners to seek human connection. I think that when I look back at this time, I think the absence of human connection is something that that we're probably still, we're still experiencing today. And I think that we we will probably experience the after effects of it for some time. We've been disconnected for so long, we're starting to get back, but there's so much to be gained for human connection. When When I mean that, I mean person to person, human connection. I had one of my executive team members here from the West Coast last week. And he said, I cannot believe how much I'm getting done just by walking around the office and talking to people. It just, we, we, I know we are very effective getting work done from home, but there is no substitute for human connection. Yeah. And so, I mean, also, it's, so it's your work colleagues, but it's, it's family, it's old friends, it's relatives, It's so I would say reach out and get together in person and seek to reestablish human connection.
1: That that's outstanding. And uh, um, I I know that uh, uh, even you and I run into into each other at that breakfast. I so enjoyed just those couple minutes of of conversation with you and Dan uh, and so appreciate that connection. That is wonderful advice for our listeners. Uh, and my call to action for our listeners will be to uh, go to the show notes, find Fearless Fundraising, uh, and pre-order your copy of, of this book. It is it is incredible. Steve, I want to thank you for carving out time to talk with us today. I really appreciate every time I'm able to, to sit down and, and chat with you and uh, really appreciate it.
0: Thanks, Jeff. Likewise, great to be here and thanks for having me.
1: To our listeners, if you have a question or want to learn more, visit intervision.com. The show notes will provide links and contact information. This is Jeff Tunn for Steve Johns. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to the Status Go podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or get more information at intervision.com. If you'd like to contribute to the conversation, find Intervision on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter.